This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the PHNX Rising podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. My name is Ramon Chavez, and I'm super happy to be here with my partner, Owen Evans. How you doing, sir? You know, it's that time of year, isn't it? We finally hit that time of year where we go outside, it's training on a Tuesday, and my pasty skin decides maybe red is my color. Uh, <laughs> it's a long time standing out there in the sun when we go down it's for training. It's starting. Hey, and it was... Super windy today, too. So that uh, certainly didn't help things as well. We got awesome. to watch a lot of people, though, doing uh, stretching. And uh, that was weird. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A little uncomfortable, huh? Uh, we also want to shout out our producer for today, Shonda Pass, Mr. Peacemaker. Thank you so much for helping us out today, sir. Of course. Always. Awesome. And uh, we have a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about uh, Saturday's uh, win against Galaxy 2. That was a great Great start over there uh, at Wild Horse Pass. Uh, we got some pretty big news around the USL concerning a former player for, uh, from Phoenix Rising. So we'll definitely talk, touch on that. We'll get some updates, uh, some injury updates, of course, from uh, from training today from Owen. And, uh, yeah, just some great stuff. Maybe a little bit of Champions League. And also maybe some, uh, some games that might be coming to town, international games, I mean. So we'll talk about that later. But let's go ahead and get started with the game on Saturday. Uh, last Saturday, Owen Rising get the win, uh, three to one over Galaxy two. Two goals from Luis he has one from Marcus Epps, and then Cabral was able to get the other one for Galaxy. I was pretty satisfied by that uh, by that uh, game. How did you feel about it? I think that it was look again. We we said a lot of this on um on on the weekend. It it was a, a good win overall. You know, there were be- there were improvements over where they had been. Um, there was. I mean, there are still some ways to improve from the club. Um, even just talking to to Rick today about uh, one of the things that came up was, is Claudio being used efficiently? You know, is the team playing to his strengths? And the answer to that is, well, not really, because they're not really a direct team. You know, he, he might contribute in other ways that are good, but it's not playing to his uh, utmost strengths. But, but overall, still a good result and definitely a step in the right direction after, you know, some... Shaky performances overall on the season. Now it's two league wins in a row, and of course that that cup result in midweek. Yeah, definitely three wins in a row. If we include the U.S. Open Cup, look looking to make it four and maybe five this upcoming week against New. That's going to be tough. That's going to be tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely a daunting task. But I think this team is up to the task. Um, I do want to point out that Rising has five of their next six games at home. So definitely. Uh, kind of some home cooking here for the boys. Uh, twice against New Mexico, like we said, once against Miami FC. And then at the end of the month, they'll be visiting uh, Los Angeles over there at the Galaxy 2. And then back home to face off against San Antonio and the Rowdy. So some uh, definitely some home games here for everybody to to go. You know, we want some fans out there in the stands. Um, Luis Rijas, uh, Sejas, uh was named to the USL Team of the Week. Aiden Quinn was honorable mention. What was the mood around uh, training today regarding Sejas? Well, you know what? I think we just had you just stumbled over his name, didn't you? A little you just bit. Stumbled like, over his name. Say it apparently. On the day, on the day that we even asked about his name, should we should we play that one out to just start yeah, us off? Just because we've heard so many different pronunciations both here yeah, on the broadcast, how do you pronounce your name? Spanish, Sejas. The perfect way, the pronunciation, the correct way. Yeah, I I can get away with Sejas. Which is you pronounce a J in English, but the 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 funny the funny one is 
Saijas. It's with an I and an A, with an A, and it's not an A. So yeah, Saijas or Sejas is fine. I think the confusion starts with the with the web of the club that they try to uh, write down how you pronounce it, and it was like a million letters. So yeah, that didn't came off really good, but it's okay. I don't mind. I thought it was Kevin. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, that's reminiscent of uh, Lambert, right? That there was a whole discussion about that. Yeah, so it's it's Lambert Mark II, you know, when everyone no one knew how to say or, or everyone used to incorrectly say. So it's it's Kevin, more not not Kevin necessarily. Mm. But then even then before that, you had times where like Rick would come out and do like interviews with us, and he would say like Kevon. He's like, it's not that. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, it's like Mark II of that. We've finally gotten to the bottom though of how exactly Luis Sejas says his name. So it's all because I've been saying it's say hijas. That because uh, well, that's the way that the club has been telling people to say it. But there's no accent on the eye, so I understand what no. I'm saying. So say hijas, you just kind of say it all. It's like Worcestershire. You just say it really quick, so people don't really can they can't really tell. But uh, but yeah, uh, good. Uh, good. Yeah, back to back to your point. Back to your point there, though. I think that the the mood today seemed good. Um, there was a lot of, again, it was a recovery day today. Um, I believe he gave the boys a day off yesterday. Um, they had a recovery because they had such a busy week, you know, the three games in a week, and they're going to be facing that again soon. you got to make sure they get some rest. They had, there was a recovery day today. Uh, as I said, there was a lot of stretching. They were all out there. They had music blaring. Um, Rick's encouragement was a bit bizarre, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> um, I don't really know how to describe it. Um, but all I'll say is that the people were coming around like, your camera is off, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit weird. Um, <laughs> but the mood, the mood is good. The mood is good. Um, as you mentioned, Luis making the, the team of the week, didn't get player of the week. I uh, actually finished behind two other players for that one. Uh, and Dick mm. from, um, Pittsburgh Riverhounds and he finished behind Jordan Farr as well. I'm reliably informed that at least one person did vote for him. Uh, <laughs> But that's all I can say on that one. Unfortunately, I, I, yes, I like that. I like that. Uh, that that Rick is kind of keeping things loose. Obviously, he knows it's a big week. The players know it's a big week, and, and especially given the the fact of how they started the season, you know, you do want to have that mentality where you're looking to get the three points every week or every time you step out, you're trying to get the W. But you also want to be fun and relax and loose because I know there's been some tension on, uh, especially the last couple of weeks. So I'm glad that you know the, the boys are having fun. Well, right, and it's important when you've got such a a, a long spell of uh, of games in a, a short space of time. Yeah. You know, you've got to be if if you're not happy about it, it's going to become a grind, and you know the players just aren't going to be they're not going to be playing at their best because it's yeah. it's hard. You know, they, you're asking a lot of them really uh, to come out, have two league games, and you know, a cup game in the middle of the week mm. and to do that multiple times within the space of a month. And the one good thing about it, at least almost all of those games, in fact, there is one game, I believe, away from home this whole month. Yeah. Despite the shit. And that came at the very beginning. So it, it could be a lot worse. There's no travel at least, but yeah. it's, it's, you know, you, you want to have that positive vibe around the club. Um, you don't want them to be on holiday. That's for sure. But um, you want to have the, uh, the positive vibe around at least that's awesome that's awesome and then also it kind of makes us positive too because i know we've gotten those comments where we're like a little bit too somber so definitely good <laughs> as well so i do want to shout out everybody that's in the comments phoenix I rising phnx rising uh venting hour that's venting hour so uh, right. whenever we, whenever we, whenever we see the boys lose it's always the venting hour yeah of course uh phx uh rising nation uh thank you for showing up uh dan uh, Fenabit, uh beat New Mexico twice for my birthday. Let's go. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, hopefully they can do it. Michael, again. But, yeah, Reese the King, thank you so much for showing support and watching us. Uh, yeah, if you guys have any comments, make sure to keep uh, commenting there. Um, shout, out to, shout out to Reese as well, who, of course, won our uh, jersey giveaway. And we did see Oh, him. okay, that's Reese. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah, Man. no, he, he was awesome. I still haven't seen the picture he took, so hopefully we can post that up pretty soon. Um, as far as updates with injuries, what's going on with that? All right, so we did manage to get a little bit of an update from Rick today, and there is a video of that as well. So let's just hand it over to Rick. 
Santi, we're not sure. Uh, he was running today, so it's, he's way ahead of schedule. I don't know if he'll be available for Saturday, but possibly Wednesday. Um, Babu is, he was in training today. We just held him out of the physical contact just because there's sometimes there's stability issues and uh, we don't want to have any setbacks with him. So there's really no need to rush it right now because we do have three next week. So we can, the advantage we have is if they don't play on Saturday, maybe they could play Wednesday or they'd be available for the following Saturday. So, you know, I don't want, I don't want to say this too much now because, um, you know, Josh is actually a really nice guy, but yeah, Josh Easton, two to three weeks, two to three weeks minimum. And already Rick is saying, nah, Santi might be back on Wednesday. <laughs> when you saw him on Saturday, you got to speak with him. He's like, I'm going to play. Like, so. Oh yeah, no, he, he was, he was straight up. Like if I'm limping, I don't care. I'm out there. Like it is, look, he knows more than anyone what this rivalry means because he is a large part of it, let's be honest. You know, yeah. when he moved over from New Mexico after the end of that first uh, that first season that they had over there in Albuquerque, it, it, it definitely ruffled some feathers, let's be honest. Um, yeah. And we've all seen the the image of, I'm pretty sure there was a, a picture up in New Mexico's front office where they had the, um, you know, it, it was a bunch of players and there was Santi and they'd stuck like a sticker with a poop emoji over Santi's head or something like that. You know, it. this is personal. This one's personal. I think people are trying to figure out how to say your name on the chat. So <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get it right one day. Um, no, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Like I said, on the post game show, I think maybe the week, uh, um, uh, Friday show, I would prefer for Santi to not play on Saturday and have him ready for Wednesday. That would be my opinion. Even if he's 100%. Don't push him. Don't push him. Yeah. Don't push him. Yeah. You really, you, you definitely need that depth because otherwise, who do you have? You, you're going to have Greg Hurst playing four games, basically, you know, back to back to back without like any sort of break. So it's it's kind of like a toss. I don't think he's needed, at least for this. I, I think the U.S. Open Cup game, to me, if I'm Rick Chance, that would take priority, at least for this kind of. Well, that's everything that is being said is we're not looking past Saturday. Okay, which is it's cliche, yes, all of that. But it also comes down to something whereby a lot of people will often say that, you know, it's they they prefer the league to the cup. And I'm not sure that's necessarily the right attitude to take. There's a lot longer, there's a lot longer right to make up for a bad league result. Yeah. You can't make up for a bad cup result. Um look, it I don't know. I, I, I'm I intrigued how they're going to approach it. But then even beyond that, you have things like Rick saying today that, you know, well, it's, we're, we're you know, all the, the rivalry talk and that is all stuff that, you know, we all say about, you know, it's a media thing and a fans thing and, mm. you know, kind of trying to downplay it, which of course is a tactic that a lot of coaches use when they talk about about big rivalry games, but then it's also a tactic that can that can backfire because when you come out and have a lackluster performance, what's the first thing that everyone points to? Well, you were just treating it like it's any other game, and we know to the fans it's not just any other game. Yeah, yeah. Let me know. But I'm sure chat. we'll have we'll have a lot more on New Mexico. I'm sure yeah, on this. So. For sure. Uh, yeah, on the chat, let us know what what do you consider more important: the league game on Saturday or the U.S. Open Cup on Wednesday? So, and like I said, it's just. I think especially after that performance against Valley United, and we'll touch on it more um, on uh, on Thursday, it just left a bad taste in my mouth. I don't think Rising have played well in any other U.S. Open Cup games. I think going nine games, if I if I remember the statistic correctly, they haven't been able to win a game in regulation. It's either when been in extra time or in penalties. So it's 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 or they've lost. I mean, and it's I just need them to have a great performance, move on to the next round. Uh, you know, hopefully they can play an MLS team or FC Tucson or whatever happens in that draw and, and then just keep going. I think that for me would kind of give fans a little bit more pleasure, I guess, than, than just seeing another extra time 1-0 offside goal to, to move us to the next round. So, <laughs> Well, it was an offside goal, wasn't it? I mean, it's not great. I don't like it. So definitely want a better performance. Uh, Babu's looking okay. He's going to be... Uh, ready to go hopefully soon anything on james musa what's what's going on with him no update that i've heard as of yet i mean james bearing in mind was a little further off um than than the others were anyway um he's mm. lucky he, he, it's a hip issue again it, the hope might be that he might be back in training 
mm-hmm. next week, but that doesn't mean he's going to be close to playing. And yeah. at the end of the day, when you've got two other centre-backs and there's a... Rick did manage to uh, slightly tease at one point today, you know, there may be someone else on the way, a certain other... Um, someone on the field, you're right. A certain big blonde person who we've definitely not been referring to time and time again. Well, the good news is, they because we were back in training today, guess who we saw today? Is mm. it the uh, big blonde person? Coming soon, coming soon. Yeah, we definitely saw him. Eventually, eventually they'll get the. Eventually, they will get their shit together, and he will actually be available for selection. But at this yeah. point in time, that is not the case. So, speaking of that back line, uh, you had Kev Lambert again uh, as center back. You've mentioned this gentleman that might be coming soon to to the team. Will we see Kev Lambert in the back line again? That's a really good question. It's something that that we asked Rick today. Um, it. It's unclear because, again, there's that competition that someone else could be competing in that kind of role soon. Um, there's also, bearing in mind that when Musa comes back, Musa comes in as a left footer. Um, realistically, Musa probably starts because he's a left footer. Um, everybody else is a right footer, and you want to kind of balance all of that. Mm-hmm. Look, it, it's hard to tell. The thing is that if Luis keeps playing in the way that he is currently playing, I think you've really got to really got to consider that as he's probably got to stay in or at least contending for the lineup. Yeah, and that's one of the things I was going to mention as well. I really like, you know, Lambert in the back. Um just looking at the stats here, uh Rising gave up 3, 7 goals in total in their first 3 regular season matchups. Since then only one and two clean sheets. Now, is that Lambert overall? I don't think it's 100% him. <laughs> But I just think it allows more flexibility. Maybe there's some more chemistry between him and uh, and uh, Darnell King. So I don't know. I like it. And and to your point, Seijas, Rodriguez, Quinn in that in that midfield is working out pretty good. So I don't know if you're gonna. I, I know eventually Musa will come back and, and maybe this other guy. So I don't know, man. I really like it, especially the way they're playing there's right now. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. That's the problem. There's so many moving parts here that it's hard to really tell. Um, and Ultimately, look, Kev, the problem with you saying, let's go with Kev, let's go with Musa. You're playing effectively two defensive midfielders as your centre-backs. Let's be clear here. Both of those guys are are first and foremost defensive midfielders. Now, Musa was retrained as a centre-back, or he's been playing there at least (laughs) last year. Um, You know, and and look, Lambert's got some experience of playing back there as well. Yes, but he's not... um, He's not the only, you know, he's, he's still a defensive midfielder predominantly. Um, you know, he, he's played at a centre-back at international level, yes, more frequently than anywhere else that I can that I can tell. But mm. it, it's an interesting one. Um, the one thing I will say at least is that Kev is, Kev is mobile. Again, I think we've said that a few times, but yeah, Kev Lambert is, is a mobile, more mobile option at, at centre-back. Yeah, no, and I think having Quinn, uh, especially maybe if he's going to be like, kind of like that deep-lying midfielder or if you know the center back split and he can kind of ping some balls either to flood or king on either side i think that just gives a phoenix another you know uh, angle to 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 kind of play and so say he has of course with those midfield uh mid-range shots that he's you know been able to get those goals with i think that just opens up too much space it gives the attack another dimension and, and allows quinn to maybe dictate the, the the pace of the of the game from the back and still kind of contribute on his end so that's why i like it i don't know if it's going to continue like you're saying but well, let's let, let's just say on say on say has right let, yeah. let's just say on him he not only uh has a very uh, okay actually a very large number of uh passes per 90 okay mm-hmm. he, he's third on the team um in terms of passes per 90 He's also got, by a long way, the best passing accuracy in the opposition half. Mm-hmm. Okay? He's over 80%. No one else is over about low 70s. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's big. Because a lot of the other guys, you look at passing accuracy, a lot of it can get padded out by, you know, the guys passing it around the back. That's why the centre-backs are normally quite high up on that. Because mm-hmm. when they play those balls between each other with little to no pressure, it's an easy pass. Yeah, there aren't those easy passes in the opposition half, especially not typically where where Luis is looking at. And I think he's really been an instrumental part of of some of the success as of late. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. Um, I do want to touch on Joe Farrell. He could be potentially making his a his hundredth appearance for the club on Saturday if he does play. What can you say about Farrell's tenure with the club? I think he's been someone who we know he's a fan favorite. We know that he's always worn his heart on his sleeve in such a way that, of course, he's going to become a fan favorite, right? This is a guy who, when he when they won the regular season title, uh, took that big plate-looking thing that was a trophy <laughs> um, and, and ended up going straight up into the south end with it. Okay, that's who he is. Mm-hmm. Um, he understands his role in that regard. He understands the need to be uh, you know, close to to the fan base and all of that. So, look, he's genuinely someone who I think, you know, he, he's underlooked often, and that's often because he's not always the starter, right? We we've seen over the years whereby other people, such as you've had the Corey Wheeler and AJ Cochran kind of partnership at the back, and and then you've had other things. And Rick said even last year, look, a guy like Joey, you always think like this will be the year that we get past him. And then he comes out and shocks you and you can't get rid of him. Um, He always comes out and fights and gets his place back. But I think that when you look back at it, even though he's maybe that bit of an unsung hero, Mm -hmm. he's got to be on that list with, with some of the other people for who've been here for just years and years and years, you know, Solomon Asante did it for a long time. Kev Lambert been here for a long time. Guys like Carl Wazinski and Zach Lubin were here for a long time and i think that joe farrell is not necessarily is he is he on the same level as you know we can't argue he's on the same level as a guy like solomon asante really um talent wise but in terms of his service to the club i don't think you can question it Mm -hmm. no definitely and that's what i've heard from a lot of people that he, he keeps getting better you know he will start you know some games on the bench but towards the end of the season in the playoffs he's in the starting lineup Still only 20 years of age, so I still think he has some room to for improvement. How old? How old? Sorry, can you just repeat that? 28, right? That's all he is. 28. I thought I just hit 20. I was gonna go, oh, no, he's no, not no, that 28. Yet. God, yeah, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I mean. Like, uh, you know, definitely we can see it in the comments here with Michael. Uh, uh a rock at the back. So it's it's definitely, you know, someone like like you're saying. I, I feel I feel like he fits, you know, in, in the, the mm-hmm. group of people that you mentioned. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, hopefully he can continue being part of the club. And, and, and of course, we did we did hear from him today um, about what it means to to be hitting at this milestone. So, the amount of talent that have, has walked through this locker room over the years, and to still be wearing the badge and and, and playing for this club is is a tremendous honor. So I'm I'm thrilled. I'm I'm grateful as as can be. There you go. He said it himself. Yep, he did. It's look. It's it's a real like. And, he, and any player that hits a hundred appearances for a club, you know, it's especially in a in a season like this. You know, it's not like if you look at some of the the leagues over in Europe. Look at like the Championship, for example, in in England, it, it's forty six games in a season, mm. league games. That's before you know you count cup games. Whereas here, it's it's fluctuated between one year we had sixteen uh, because of the pandemic. Um, and then elsewise, it's been in that like kind of 30, 32, 34 kind of range. So 100 appearances is, is big. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I had for for that. But yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, he, he can get his 100th appearance. That's that's a great milestone. That's that's insane to even think it is. About. And hopefully he's going to get his uh, his jersey with a big 100 on the back. Nice, nice little ceremony for sure. Um, and of course, uh, we do have New Mexico coming up this Saturday. Uh, Owen asked uh, everybody to to give their uh, their New Mexico hate week takes. Uh, so oh, yes. we're gonna we're gonna need those. We're gonna need those. Maybe we'll uh, just make sure to send them to at phnx underscore underscore rising as many as you want. Uh, if you tag us in them, we're gonna we're gonna go and find some of these. I think for Thursday, and we're gonna gonna take a look at these and see what people have to say. We'll put them up. We'll put them up for sure. All right, y'all, before we... Uh, Against trend- our better judgment. Against our better judgment. <laughs> no, no. Do your worst or your best. There you go, however you oh, want to yeah. say it. There we are. <laughs> All right, y'all, before we keep going with the show, I do want to talk to you about OG's Brands. OG's is one of Arizona's first scratch-made cannabis kitchen uh, and is dedicated to creating innovative and memorable cannabis-infused products that flavor life's journey. 
We've heard from our girl Mark and our boy Saul that uh, that they enjoy the orange creamsicle indica gummy. And after a long day of shows here, it hits damn good. Uh, we're both Arizona brands, so let's show them some love. If you're interested in trying the amazingly delicious uh, variety of flavors that OG Brands has to offer, go to ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find OGs near you. And I'm wearing my, uh, can you see it here? There you go. My OGs. He's brand. got the branded branded stuff there. Uh, yeah, definitely. So I'm going to have to go visit this website right now. And again, that's ogsbrands.com. So that way you can try it yourself and let uh, Michaela and Saul know what you think of the flavor so definitely got to try my own as well and remember again that game against the new mexico the second one at least is on 420 so oh perfect timing so yeah so and so definitely get get your ogs before that <laughs> all right y'all so uh let's talk a little bit about some stuff that we've been seeing on twitter especially regarding some issues with uh the stands the concessions uh the food and the alcohol um, and I'll, and I'll tell you, I heard about this when I, I bought some tickets for my mom and my brother and they went to see, I think it was against San Diego and my, my parents have been to a few games and this is the first time they, they complained about anything at all regarding parking or concessions and stuff like that. And I, and I found it kind of weird because my mom was actually there to enjoy the game. She was looking forward to it. She drove all the way from Casa Grande. And she said, you know what? I went to get just some fries and a bottle of water, and it took me like 45 minutes to get back to my seat. And she had missed a lot of the game. And I think a lot of people have been feeling the same way. And we actually got a comment from the GM uh, on Twitter. So um, I'll read that off to you when uh, when we can put it on screen. But uh, if you guys in the comments, have you guys have experienced anything like that? Let us know anything like that, because we've been seeing some issues uh, from, uh, from, you know, in the stands and, and as far as food is concerned. Not sure if we have that graphic up. Let me see if I can pull it up. There you go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Bobby Duell, he says, we hear you. No one should have to miss the action to grab food and drink during our matches. The wait times were unacceptable. We're working to come up with the solution. More hawkers, locations, plus vendors with quicker offerings. Thanks for your continued support. Uh, and that comes from uh, Bobby Duell. Uh, so yeah, yeah oh, so that was that was Bobby's. Bobby Dooley hasn't tweeted since 2020, and that was his first tweet since then. Uh, and it was because that's how you bring him out. That's how you bring him out of retirement. I mean, yeah, look, it's it's always an interesting one because on the one hand, right, there are kind of people who just complain online. I think if anyone has has been on Rising Talk <laughs> Facebook group, you know what I mean. You yeah. know what I mean, <laughs> uh, but but look, some things weren't really haven't really been up to scratch. There've been changes. There've been things that the club themselves I know weren't best happy about um, in the way that things have gone. I think it, it's a complicated one, right? Because a lot of this still kind of comes back to the move to Wild Horse Pass was always a bit of a a controversial one to some people, right? A lot of people liked the location they had. Uh, right by the 202 and the 101 in, in Tempe. Um, and then you make that move down to Wild Horse Pass. And for some people, they think, oh, that's further, you know, especially if you're up in the North Valley. Um, it, it's, again, a lot of people will, will complain about it. I think the, the actual stadium itself, while it's comparable to, to what it was, because it's still kind of temporary, is much nicer than it was. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you've got actual plumbing, there is plumbing, Ramo. There is no more going to pee in the dark, okay? You know, it's... I mean, even... Yeah. It's not. It's a lot nicer in that regard. You know, even the parking situation, and people complain about getting out and all of that. Look, the, tra- the traffic yeah. situation at Casino Arizona Field was atrocious. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think you can really complain well, about how in, that's going in, in, out. So it'd be like an hour and a half to try to get out or try to get in, yeah. so... Yeah, but, and this is the caveat to it, if the the stadium itself might be lovely, the some of the other amenities might be great, but the problem is I think that there have been times where the club hasn't necessarily made the best business decisions since moving. Um, it, it, there are a lot of times where, and I think this is genuinely the case, what we see is this kind of like Field of Dreams-esque, oh, we'll just plonk it there and people will show, come, yeah? You build yeah. it, they'll come. No, but you don't, you're not like... It, <laughs> The problem is Rising is no longer the only winning team in the Valley, okay? There yeah. was a time when that was a thing, that right? And it's just not true anymore, mm-hmm. okay? And that's not because Rising aren't winning. It's because now you've got other people who are also winning. 
Yep. No, and I think they're used to a certain level of comfort, I guess, when they when they go to a game. And so when I, yeah, and when they're trying to buy beers, like you know, I, I was a little curious because we were in the press box on Saturday, and I don't know, I don't know if you noticed the Hawker guys because I've never seen a guy yelling "Hey, lemonade" or all this stuff, and I was like, are they doing that now? Because I haven't seen it in a Rising game before, but I've been there as a fan as well, and I usually try to leave maybe like right before halftime just to be the first one in line to get my beer or whatever I need. That way I'm back for the start of the second half. But I understand when you have like six, seven kids or probably not that many, but at least two or three and you're having to wait. That's a a lot of kids. That's almost enough to be setting up your own team. You know I mean? That's what I'm saying. Technically, if if you've got seven kids, technically you've got enough kids for the game to start or continue. You know, you only need seven on the field. So... (laughs) So what I'm trying to say is that if your family, right, let's let's pretend a, a family of five, you know, two parents, three kids, you got to hit the restroom. You got to, you know, get the get the food for the kid. You, the dad wants to get a beer or the mom as well. It just it takes a long time, man. It's like 20, 30 minutes of action. So by the time you come back, you probably missed a goal or two. That's, yeah, I think that's what you're you, about. the only thing you've got to remember is that regardless of um, look, there are a lot of diehards, a lot of diehards who it doesn't quite frankly matter what they'll have their complaints, but it still doesn't really matter. Right. Mm. But there are also a lot of people and, and the club ultimately continues to function on the fact there are people who come to these games who aren't diehards. Um, there are these people who come to games who maybe enjoy sporting events or they enjoy the thing of going out, but they're not necessarily big rising specific fans. <laughs> and when those people show up, imagine now you've always got to think about if you were showing up for your first ever rising game and you weren't sold on the club yet what would your experience be? And you show up to the stadium for a starter, it's going to feel a bit like crappy, isn't it? Let's be honest. It's, it's mostly scaffolding with a load of dirt outside. It's not the most luxurious of stadiums, is it? And so you've got to then control. And that's something you can't control, right? That's something you can't control. Suns or Cardinals or something like that. Of course, it's going to be a little bit different. Yeah, I get your point. But but then you've got to control the things that you can control. And Mm -hmm. that is things like the concessions, things like, you know, I mean, they've got the plumbing now, which is a good start. Um, You know, it's things like that that you can control. uh, Mm -hmm. And if if you're not prepared to to do it, I mean, it also goes down to other things like, Let's look at that open cup attendance, right? That open cup attendance was atrocious. Yeah. And we knew it was going to be atrocious. It was <laughs> it was a Wednesday night, and Wednesday nights always draw badly anyway. Um, I also heard though that a lot of ticket season ticket holders didn't get the notification though, or their their tickets were not available until maybe a few hours before that the game. Well, the thing the thing that happened with that is that it just wasn't really marketed long in advance, mm-hmm. was it? Um yeah. I, I, look, I mean, this is this is a fun t- conversation now. As we've got people in the uh, people in the chat, can we just look at the chat a minute? We got people saying they're going to start making knockoff PHNX underscore underscore rising shits. At least we got so, the uh, right. Thank you, Rising Nation. Yeah, you got the underscores right, but I'm afraid that we can't stand for crop- copyright infringement here. Please. Um, <laughs> yeah, more beer, less plumbing. Uh, pee your pants. You don't need bathrooms. He's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he's not wrong okay there this, we go perfect challenge for you on the weekend Rowan. every time you want to use the the restroom in the press box we're just gonna tell you no whoever was there after the game for 30 minutes i have some issues with you because i had to do a show <laughs> holding it and i was not happy <laughs> uh, and <laughs> dan static says i bring seven kids to the beer line to hold my seltzers <laughs> their, their tiny hands don't warm up too much yeah <laughs> Uh, definitely for sure. I mean, at the end of the day, I think Rising has always been the club to listen to their fans. So they're going to do their best to address these issues. And I think providing a first, like you're saying, if it's your first time and you have a really great time and you're able to drink, you're having a good time with your friends and Rising's able to, able to pull up a W, you're going to want to come back. It's a good time for people. Well, especially- you know what? This sounds like a great opportunity to actually, uh, are we able to forcibly rope our producer in, the Peacemaker here? Let's see, Peacemaker. Bring it up. Know that he, good, he's been good. to games as a fan. Yes, I have. And what is it that actually made that experience for you then? Um, honestly, it was like the supporter section. Like, I, well, the, my first ever game was against New Mexico United, and it was like a the 90th minute winner from Santi. So, like that, the game was just amazing. Um, but 
I don't know. The 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 cheap beer was that definitely didn't hurt. Um, and How does that compare to the diamond bags? You were at the game this weekend or something, right? I was the fourteen dollar um, Cowboys <laughs> of of Blue Moon. Not exactly ideal. Um, I did it because I had to, but fourteen dollars for a beer is not not as much as I, I would I would certainly like to pay pay less than that. So um, I don't know. Rising the rising game was just the especially when I was in school, they were a much, a much more affordable sporting event than a lot of, a lot of them. So I definitely appreciated that. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, Mr. Peacemaker for your thoughts. Always appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I mean, you know, and, and Sean's a perfect example, you know, if it's cheap and it's fun, he's going to go. And so that's the kind of like the people that we need to bring to the games and, and make them lifelong fans. So that way they can continue to come into the game. So. Yeah, we need a uh, supporter section. Love more Sean, <laughs> less Edwin. That's me and Michael. Uh, <laughs> hashtag Deadwin. Hashtag Deadwin. Bring him back. All right, y'all. We're gonna kind of head new towards new T-shirt. The- maybe Should we- new T-shirt. Hashtag Deadwin. Yeah. yeah, always remember him for sure. Always in our hearts. Um, I do want to talk to you before we kind of wrap up the show here about uh, DraftKings. So, if you guys don't know, the NBA playoffs are happening. They're they're starting with the playing games, and that means the NBA playoffs. Uh, are going to get to the next level. So you got to get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Your customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on NBA hoops with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets with the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win plus for each day of the play-in get a risk-free bet up to ten dollars if your same game parlay doesn't hit that's an amazing offer right there download the DraftKings sportsbook app now use promo code phnx bet five dollars on any nba team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get 150 dollars in free bets instantly that's promo code phnx at DraftKings sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the nba 21 plus arizona only gambling problem call one 800 next step new customers only minimum $5 deposit eligibility restrictions apply see draftkings.com slash sportsbook for details yeah man there's coming. games coming up tomorrow there's games let's take a look there's odds Ooh, so let's, let's have a look the one the one i've got for you in here it let's is it. not that you can probably see it very well but oh, oakland focus. Roots. Let's see. i'm completely out of focus now uh, oakland roots against san diego loyal now, whichever outcome you want, you're getting plus money on it. That's so, easy. That's easy money. You San Diego? No. I mean, yes. I thought you were going to say Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You got you to love San Diego. Fun. You go in San Diego, you can get plus yeah. 130 on San Diego Loyal to win away at Oakland tomorrow. After I saw their game on Saturday, I would easily you know, put a, another 3-0 bet down. On, on that one for sure that that's i, I think that's on that one you think you wait you think they're gonna win three nil i can see it will you they want the odds let's have a look let's see the san odds. diego to win three nil you can get oh 25 to one 25 to one on a three nil exact hey, I, score san diego long. i don't know who said it was it michael michael said three one on the galaxy rising game and and he got it right, and I had a three zero, but then I think either Epps or someone missed a shot in front of my, uh, in front of the goal. But yeah, it was it was a good time there. But hey, man, if you're trying to make some money, listen to Owen over here. You know, there's, there's options on this one. If you think you know what you're doing on that game, you know, there's there's options. There's options. I mean, even if you want to say, um, even if you want to take San Diego by three or more goals, you don't want to go with the exact score. You can get that at uh, plus eight fifty. So, yeah, good so odds, good odds. Um, now that we're talking about the USL, Owen, uh, let's kind of recap last week's uh, results uh, really quickly. Um, let's see here, waiting for my results to to load up. Uh, any uh, the the surprise for me of the week was Tampa Bay. They lost one zero to Miami. That one was pretty. Yeah, pretty I crazy. mean, it, look, the thing is, is that Tampa are a good team, but everyone's going to lose at some point in the season. Miami have had a sluggish start to the year, but at the end of the day, they're still a, a competitor, right? They're still a, yeah. a team that are capable of doing something. I think the thing that was really intriguing for me was the sheer number of goals we had to start the evening off. Oh, right? yeah. Sheer number of goals. Tulsa 3, Pittsburgh 4. 
Vegas two, Colorado Springs three. I want to point out that right. Vegas was winning, and then Colorado came back on that one. How much did, did you bet on Vegas, Ramon? I didn't bet too much on Vegas, but I was just going to say that they were going to win. <laughs> I think they were up 2-0 at one point, so I think Colorado made They were up 2-1. 2-1. You, you are correct. Yeah. Detroit a, uh... Yeah, but I I said this. I, I called Detroit to win in Atlanta, didn't I? I mean, it didn't help that Atlanta admittedly, right? Okay, the four goals had been scored before, but Atlanta finished with nine men, okay? Yeah, <laughs> it's not pretty. I don't know. I didn't have a shot on target either. Not a single shot on target all game. But you know the real big one? Yeah, go ahead. Well, Indy 11, you know, Indy 11 got their result. But the real big one for me Mm -hmm. from the weekend, and I'm just checking it was indeed this weekend, wasn't it? I'm not losing my mind. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It was. was a certain team with a train on the badge. El Paso... El Paso locomotive. I called they, that one. I told you. I thought I, I saw it in their eyes. And you you called five nil. I called five, five nil against Monterey Bay. Yeah, Monterey. I, I, they, I know we expected them to beat Monterey Bay, but five nil. <laughs> this yeah. is a team that played four games to start the season, lost all four, then played a cup game to a League One side and lost that. By a hammering on that but I four feel, one, I feel like they were playing. They were losing four nil. They were losing four nil at halftime to a League One team. Yeah, yeah, not good. And then they come out and just demolish Monterey Bay. I think the fact that Monterey has not been playing at home or gotten some sort it's, of it's hard. Press, yeah, it's hard. So I think it's messing them up for sure. I'm yeah. surprised with that San Antonio score uh, against uh, Orange County. Um, I mean, they squeaked by the the win, but I thought uh, Orange County was going to come out a little bit better, especially at home. So, mm-hmm. I mean, they they're the ones who cost me my my parlay over the weekend. Oh, uh, come on, LC. Uh, I had a draw. I had a draw for that game. Dang, that was really close. So close. Monterey Cheese Bay Biscuits, FC. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, San Diego. I feel like we're missing. Yeah, I feel like we're missing the elephant in the room, though, if we're talking about U.S. You really want to talk about it? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Are we going to yeah. talk about it? Let's talk about it. News, big news coming out of yesterday with a Solomon Asante, uh, the former Phoenix Rising 2019-2020 MVP, signing with ND11. What did th- I feel like you already knew about this. Was that, am I right? Well, we knew he was probably going to another USL team. Um, okay. We knew he'd been in talks with other USL teams. And from what I gather, there'd been a lot of talk about him going to Indy beforehand. Um, this had been in the works for a while. You have to bear in mind that some of these things especially take longer because you're waiting on visas. Um, yeah. They take longer before they can be properly announced because you are waiting on visas. And that just, especially when he was back in Ghana, that's hard. Um, yeah, it sounds like in he's the current, in the current environment. Yeah, uh, but in the current environment, just like waiting on visas is a nightmare, especially when you're stuck sometimes waiting for overseas embassies. Um, He's a good look. He's a player who we know, and we know this definitely because of his final performance against RGV. You know, Mm -hmm. he's a player who can still turn it on. Um, Now, can he do it consistently, given that he was, you know, uh, he struggled? He struggled a lot of that season with injury problems, um, yeah. his hamstring, all of that. Can he do it consistently? We don't know. We don't know at this point in time. But something that was put to me yesterday, which I found very interesting, but you know, actually a really good one to talk about briefly here. Mm-hmm. Did RGV end Solomon Asante's rising career? I don't think so. If Rising had won that. Is there still a way that he could have stayed here? Because you know what? The more you think about it, the more I'm like, he had a very good game in that one. Mm-hmm. If he'd have scored another, you know, in, in the next playoff game or two and picked up another two goals, say, in the playoffs, yeah. you offer him a better contract. So is that what he was looking for? You know, a little bit higher pay? Um, or well, I don't was- know if it was higher pay compared to what he was on, but I know it was higher pay than the club ultimately was going to pay him. Yeah. Uh, or he wanted a better deal than than the club was yeah. going to give him. Yeah. No, I mean, but here's the thing. If I'm Solomon Asante, I'm like, look, I'm, I'm the 2019-2020 back-to-back MVP. You know, 
I'm all league, you know, selection three years in a row. Yeah, but this is the kind of this is the kind of nonsense that's in, that like Americans obsess over. I don't get what you guys do over. This. That's why you go off and pay LeBron a load of money to go miss the playoffs. Like, come on, let's be real here. Almost LeBron. Don't don't, don't put LeBron <laughs> into this conversation. Let's be real. But like, you guys pay overpay people who are getting old based on past accomplishments, and that's just something that's true over like all American sports. And it's a weird outlook that I don't get because you want to pay someone based on what they're actually going to do for you. Okay. No, you're right. And so I think Harry has a comment here. He says, I don't think so. Solo could not stay on the pitch. In my opinion, he is a goat, but you think he would sit on the bench. I mean, I don't know. I like how much. So, so, okay. Is is he going to Indy now to start? That's Is he what gonna I mean. start week in, week out for Indy? We don't know at this point. The one thing yeah. I will say, can I just shout out shout out John Morrissey with USL Tactics? Put out his uh playoff odds, like his expectation chance of making the playoffs. The yeah. biggest loser of the de- deal that moved um that moved uh Solomon Asante over to Indy, the biggest loser was Detroit City. So uh yeah, yeah, Detroit now are not expected by them. What a shame. Sorry, Detroit. Um yeah, you'll be, no, you'll be mean, so Indy right now. They have one win, two draws, two losses, goal difference of negative two. So having someone like Asante definitely boost them up. And if you guys haven't read uh, John Morrissey's article on USL tactics, he breaks down how he's going to fit with the team. Really great, great article there. So do I do you see Indy 11 catapulting towards the top, the top echelon, I guess, of, of the Eastern no, Conference? no one player is not going to do that. What do you think? Six, seven? I think they? that they I think that they are in a better shape to make the playoffs. Yeah. But I don't think that they're now like a solid title contender. They're, that's yeah. that's just not who they are. And I I look, I wouldn't bet against Mark Lowry in some regards because he's a coach with a lot of experience in this league who's done a lot of things in this league. And you never really want to rule him out. Because I mean, look, everyone now in our in our comments here now in the chat is just slagging off Indy, okay, and yeah. saying they're not very good. But, you know, when you look at El Paso, who were the stars on a lot of those teams? There were times where they had stars. Mm-hmm. But, like, those teams were those teams played far better collectively than they were as a group of individuals. Yeah. He always got the best out of those teams. Now he's taking his time in Indy to get it going, as he took his time in El Paso the first season he was there. And I think that he's got some other issues as well. You know, I'm not sure that the locker room necessarily is quite in the shape that he wants it to be. Mm-hmm. But it's it's going to take time. He might well turn that around. Look, it's we're a long way off, but I still don't think they're a title contender. Yeah, no, for sure. I don't. I, don't, I think so as well. And so, and we'll see. I think they have some injuries as well, especially to one of their forwards who's, who's pretty good. So, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully, they're able to gel. I would like uh, uh, an Indy eleven. You know, game game of the week on ESPN two next year uh, at Wild Horse Pass. I, if if Asante is part of that team, but is Asante still going to be there? That's what I mean. Like so, it's but, USL people like just up and leave. Like <laughs> I would like it. I would like to see that reception and see how he's treated over here. But uh, but yeah, yeah, basically, I'd rather see what Dan's just here talking about, which is let's get Solo and LeBron up top as a striking duo and see how that goes. You guys are under underestimating LeBron. Yeah, someone said a comment about. Uh, Space Jam, and I think he won like a Razzie award or something for how bad it was. So, well, the one thing we do know is if you were to put LeBron on the pitch, you'd have to put him up top because you wouldn't expect him to put any effort in going back, would you? Wow, 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 it's gonna stop you there. It's gonna stop you there. All right, yo, uh, yeah, just to wrap up, uh, over here, uh, the the soccer talk while uh, the UEFA, the UEFA Champions League, um, some good games, UEFA, 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 yeah, help me out, one. Uh, it's Chelsea. almost like it's almost like Sehas all over again. My goodness, uh, Chelsea were able to get by Real Madrid. Bayern lost against Villarreal. Is Spanish football back? I I don't know if I'd say if it's back or not. It's I I look. Okay, I wish I wish watched more of it to be able to give you that answer. <laughs> um, unfortunately, I spend my weekends watching fun games like Loudon and. Uh, Loudon. Memphis disappointed me now. I thought they were going to be pretty good, but Hartford, yeah, you know, Monterey Bay. I don't look, it's well, the Spanish leagues in some ways, even if they haven't been the top contenders for the Champions League, you've always seen them do well in uh, 
in the other competitions, the Europa League is a perfect example. We saw Villarreal um, get their get their results. Uh, was it last year? The year before? I think the one is Man United. Yeah, it was. It was recently. It was recently in the final. Um, so you, you know these clubs do. There's still quality there, um, and it's it's a weird one because realistically they shouldn't have knocked off Bayern Munich. Let's be perfectly frank. Um, <laughs> no, no, for sure. But hey, and I mean, look, I mean, as, as Michael's saying now, but Barca is, uh, yeah, in a state at the moment. Exactly. Yeah. So I, Chelsea, I think they should have beat uh, Real Madrid today, but you know, Real Madrid just have this mistake. Real Madrid or Real Madrid, though, like it's. That's what I mean, yeah. So, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, uh, always fun within the Champions League. Always uh, fun to take a look at that. And uh, as far as some international games here in the States, uh, Mexico just released their, their schedule for the summer games here in the U.S. And they're going to be playing in Glendale June 2nd against Uruguay. So, if you're looking to see some Luis Suarez, some uh, Edinson Cavani, you guys can go S- over there. Too. Sink your teeth into that matchup. Yeah, there you go. I knew you were going to make that joke. <laughs> uh, looking, I think the uh, the tickets go on sale tomorrow. So if you're looking to get some tickets, but some, uh, I think uh, Mexico's going to bring their A team. So it's going to be a fun time. So well, it is an international uh, window. It's an international window. So it's not one of those ones that gets played in like a random US city in the middle of whenever, and you effectively just see a bunch of guys from Mexican clubs. Yeah, like, like, the other April, teams do have to release their players. So. Yeah. Yeah, they're playing Guatemala on April 27 in Orlando, of all places. So, yeah, totally get it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it for us uh, today. Uh, Owen, any last thoughts? Ooh. I think we just actually, can we can we just get, there's one video clip, I think, and we just need to remind people again about a certain week that it is this week. Uh, so we maybe need to get a certain midfielder in Arturo Rodriguez's thoughts. I mean, it's uh, this is my second year now. I feel more like a big game, you know. Like they have uh, really good fans. We have, I think, better fans, and I think that make the games more competitive outside and inside the field, you know. Remember, better fans here. Those better fans need to come up with good things to tag us in about the upcoming match on Saturday and the following Wednesday. So. You think we'll see a TIFO on Saturday, Wednesday? Uh, <sighs> probably not. It's 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 a busy no. time. We don't know. We don't know. We never know. Never know. Yeah. All right. I would like Look, to see just one. just remember, just get all of the stuff that we can that we can get on the opposition here, okay? <laughs> and we will we will dedicate some time to this on Thursday. Again, Mexico United hate week will get its moment in the sun. Hit us up on on Twitter, phnx underscore rising. Double the underscores. Double the fun. Double there the you fun. Go. <laughs> All right, y'all. That's it for us to, uh, today. We will be back on Thursday with the preview of the game against New Mexico United. It should be a fun one. Again, hit us up with your hot takes on Twitter, and we will have them on the show. Until then, thank you, Owen. Thank you, Mr. Peacemaker, Sean DePaz. We will see you on Thursday. Take care.